Hello, this is Timothy. Welcome to the Connoisseur Thought Factory. It's been a little while, and I'm sorry about that. But there's been um, a lot of upheaval here on the verge of moving. And so there's been stops and starts. And we're trying to be out of here by January, but we don't know. Um, first, I want to say that I think the most democratic podcasting platform in existence, Anchor, and I thank you for being here. Um, yeah, the whole process of us moving has been stalled, so I've stole some time to do some podcasts, okay, and I want to talk today about citizenship, because it seems like we're going into 2021 the same way we came into 2020, and we've just been through a revolutionary moment, especially for black people, but I was just to say whenever something affects black people, it's the whole country, because of the way this country was built. People in this society have, for the first time, said black lives do matter, or a large chunk of people of different ethnic backgrounds. And we realize that the system that was destroying and grinding up black bodies to feed everybody else, including some other black bodies, is completely dead, completely collapsed. And we're running on the fumes. We're running on the momentum of that. But we have to develop new systems. We must start to put new institutions together. And you see new institutions rising up, including institutions like this one. I developed one for art and culture. Um, so we see new things popping up, and that's good. But there's still a lot of people that are, are a little lost. And one of the reasons, and I always say this, is that I live at the conceptual level, at the conceptual realm. I don't like, like to say level. I live in the conceptual realm. I believe the conceptual realm is the real world. In other words, you look at something, you must know what the concept is. Um, you look at open space and that could be a park. It could be a little ecosystem. It could be the spot for, uh, um, a tower or skyscraper. It could be homes. It could be, uh, affordable homes, but Physically, it's just a spot. But how we conceptualize what it could be is the real world. All right. And that's where I live and that's where we're going to have to live if human beings are going to make it. I mean, and there's no telling that we're going to do this and there's no telling that we're going to make it. So guarantees. But we're trying. Places like the Condescent Thought Factory and the Condescent Center for Art, Art and Culture 
are trying. <clears throat> um, so, what I'm going to talk to talk about today <clears throat> is what it means to be a good citizen. <clears throat> and first, you must have social awareness. We're not individuals all floating around our own individual show of film <clears throat> and everybody has to respond to us. No, we live in a society and there is a social structure. There is a neighborhood, there are communities, there are cities, there are states. Okay? There are things as taxes and taxes are used to do certain things. That's social structure. And we must have social awareness if we're going to make it. You must understand that you are a member of a society. Not the society is there to make you feel better. Or even um, make more money or get more resources. That's not what society is there for. Society is there to be a big cohesive structure so that we can evolve easier and better. For instance, uh, and we need to understand that human beings are social beings. We're not individual animals or individual beings. We are social group beings. And the more we can unify and the larger the group is, that means the more sophisticated and evolved we've become. Okay? Um, and not that Somebody with guns and weapons have forced us together and tells us what to do. That's not the kind of structure we want. But even at that level, there's a certain amount of, well, we can overthrow these people with the guns. But we like the way the society is. So we go along. It gives us just enough. And that's where the social awareness must come in because we must say, well, wait. A social a society's there, again, like I say, to give us just enough to make us feel better? Or society structures that are supposed to be platforms for us to evolve and expand? And I think there are places and spaces for us to expand and continue to expand. We are so far behind as a society in the United States, it, it doesn't even make sense. Um, and if we do make it, I think people are going to look back at this period and say, what took them so long to get from there to there? They went backwards after the 1970s and they regressed all the way back to slavery times. And then by 2020, they had another big blow up and had to do this. But what 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 were they doing for those 50 years, 60 years? Um, and hopefully that will happen because I have a lot of young people in my family. I want them to live. Um, we must think about contributions. What are we contributing to the society? It's not always what the society is doing for you. What are you contributing? Are you, in this society, it could be are you putting out good content that helps people? I try to do that. Are you treating other people like human beings? That shouldn't be a big deal. Um, sadly enough, it is. You know, and you see broken people that this society has chewed up and thrown away. 
And people don't want to even look at them. They treat them like they're piece of sidewalk or uh, garbage cans on the corner. And you got to, you know, look at these people in the eye and recognize them as human beings. Right. Uh, and. If there are problems. Try to come up with solutions. That's a contribution. As a matter of fact. The whole reason why we work, work is supposed to be to solve problems. There's only two purposes for work. I don't care when anybody tells you what you've been conditioned or what you feel or what you believe. None of that matters. The two purposes for work is to solve problems and to master skills and talents. That's the only two reasons for work. And one of the problems in this society is most people who work aren't doing either of those things. They're working for paychecks. That's why 40% of the jobs disappeared during this um, shutdown. I got to be careful what I say because they flag certain words. Uh, if we were working to solve problems and master skills and talents, there would be no unemployment. First of all, there could be no unemployment because everybody would still be working. And when we open back up, a lot of these jobs that are gone, they're not coming back because they were useless. People weren't solving any problem and they weren't mastering any skills. They were serving other people. Service industry is one of the biggest industries in this country. It is the biggest industry. Serving, 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 serving. Because everybody on the hierarchy wants to feel like the people at the top. So they want to be served. That's all going away. Or half of it's going away. Um, restaurants are saying, well, I can't keep my doors open. I can't keep my employees. Well, maybe you shouldn't have employees. If you're a chef, you should cook. And then maybe people come pick the food up from you and take it home. I think that's a great way to do it. Because you're still mastering your skill and you're offering people sustenance, which is food. We all do have to eat. Um, so that's fine. Um, but why do you need waiters and waitresses? They're not solving a problem and they're not mastering any skill. A lot of them are just wasting their lives. They're trying to wait, be waiters and waitresses because they're writers. Maybe they're actors. Or maybe they've been blocked out of a system from doing other things. Maybe they don't have the esteem to believe that they could do more, but they can. So I'm happy that those things are not coming back. Because all those people that were that, when cashier cashiers are being automated, all those people that were doing that will actually have a chance to find what their skills and talents are and work on it. Now, the key thing is, can we, can, will the ruling class uh, release resources back down so that we can do that? Will we have a UBI? That's basically it. If they agree to a UBI and it's a large chunk of them that want it, and that's what this whole stimulus package fight is about. If we give these people UBI, how long do we give it? They don't want to give it a long time. Because that would shift the culture. We would go back to being natural. We would go back to working to solve problems. And a lot of the people who are in the ruling class are creating problems. So, of course, they don't want 
a population that's working at solving problems because they're still measuring themselves by money. But even those people should be working on solving problems and not through philanthropy or anything like that. They should just pay taxes. And as people, whatever they're good at, if it's business, they can do that. If it's science, they can do that. Bill Gates is a software engineer. He shouldn't be dealing in vaccines and, 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 and education unless he's dealing with computer education, teaching people how to make software. Other than that, he shouldn't be dealing in education systems and telling cities how to run their education. He's not. He doesn't know anything about it. And, and, and why do we keep going to people like that to talk about vaccines? He doesn't know anything. He's not a scientist. Scientists should be talking about vaccines. Right? So, that's the kind of society we need. We need a society where we're all making contributions. We're all working for the true reasons that people should work, people do work. Solve problems and to master skills and talents. The next thing I'm going to say is you must be engaged. It blows my mind how many people have become masters of the mundane. They get up. They go to a job that doesn't do anything. They get paid. And they have their little celebrations. They come home. They watch television. Usually something trashy. And they go to sleep. You do that for decade after decade. And first of all, your brain becomes atrophied. Because you're not exercising it. And you can't connect with reality to the conceptual at all. And I know people with master's degrees who cannot connect to the conceptual, to the real world. They're thrown off. They're very stressed out now. And I said, well, why are you stressed out? Because this is happening. And I, and I tell them, that's been happening. You just weren't paying attention to it because you were stuck in your mundane routine. And you thought that was life. You believed it. And no one could tell you any different. Well, reality always asserts itself. And so now people are finding out. People, oh, black people are treated so badly. Yeah, that's always been the case. Been the case my whole life. And before me. Um, there were periods where black people had space to really grow here and there. But we were still under threat. You still always had the Klan. And now you have the police departments. But that was even as. That's even 30, 40 years old. Um, so. Be engaged in what's happening. Understand and try to learn about what's really happening. Not this person said that. That person said that. What's the concept behind what they're saying? Right? So, when it comes to voting, you should know why you're voting. I'm voting because this person can make the society better. It can make my community better without harming someone else. See? But then there, you have to understand the concept. You can't just say, I'm voting for this congressperson because they gave us, my neighborhood, or my people something. Yeah, the people on the other side of town got, you know, crapped on, but I don't care. That can't be the way you function. It could be, 
But that's a selfish concept. So what you want to do is make it so that at least everybody has the basics. And then if you want more, fine. But if you're getting more at the expense of the basics for other people, that's unsustainable. We all know that's just the reality. And you could try to make people believe, you could try to make a homeless person believe this his fault, this their fault that they're homeless. It's not gonna it's not true. People tell me that, yeah, this person did that, and that person wants to be homeless. I say, yeah, that's it. When they were children, they said, you know what I want to be when I grow up? I want to be homeless and have nothing. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I believe you. I, I I don't even argue with people anymore. I say, yeah, yeah, that's yo, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you're right. And then they roll their eyes and go away because they know it's stupid. What they're saying, it doesn't make any sense. So engage in reality, engage with the world, and all the way down to the ground. And engage with the conceptual realm. Because then you'll know, first of all, the answers are easy. Maybe implementing them might be difficult, but the answers are easy. So for me, if you have a society where there's empty apartments and houses and homeless people, that's a society that doesn't work. I don't care how many millionaires it creates. It doesn't work. If you have a society that wastes tons of food every year and millions of children are going to bed hungry, the society doesn't work. I don't care what you do. I don't care how you revolutionize food production and you put supermarkets in every neighborhood so there's no food deserts. If there's people going hungry and food being wasted, the society doesn't work. I'm at that realm. And it's just that easy. And then you start to realize life is very easy. When you're at the conceptual realm, like all these things we stress about, there's no reason to stress about it because it's very simple. Now, people have mucked it up and did some politics around it and did some scheming and they've made a mess of it. But the concept is easy. You have empty apartments. You have homeless people sometimes sleeping five feet away. Put the person in the apartment. Put the people in the home. Now, if you want to argue about how you do that, that's fine. If you want to say, give them a UBI so they can pay for it. Okay. If you want to say... Um, create a, a program like a Section 8 where the government subsidizes it. Instead of subsidizing corporate and banks, they subsidize this, which the money goes right back to banks anyway. Subsidizing people, and they end. That's another thing that the stimulus package is about. You subsidize the corporate, now you got to subsidize the people. Subsidizing people, fine. But you got to put the homeless person in the apartment. You have to put the food on the hungry person's in the hungry person's mouth. If the food is in the garbage can and the person's hungry, you produced it, it's in the trash, the person's hungry, that doesn't work. It is that simple. Now, if you have to do this through food pantries, fine. If you have to do it through a food stamp program, fine. If you have to do combinations, fine. But once you know the concept, all the rest is gravy. That's why I'm not as stressed out as others. I may be living on the street myself, but I'm not stressed out because I know conceptually this society is broken and that's why I'm going to be there. It'll be rough being out there, no doubt about it, but it's not my fault I'm out there. 
It's the social structure's fault. And that's why I think a lot of people get stressed out and get depressed and anxiety, anxious, and everybody's losing it. And the thing is, what I'm telling you is not just my opinion. The lawmakers know that what I'm saying is right. That's why they're arguing and saying we can't go home for Christmas. We can't go home without giving a stimulus. Because they know a society where everybody gets evicted, where 30 million people get evicted, and uh, however many people are going hungry every night, you can't have a society like that. That's not even a, that's a broken society. And no one's going to have peace if the United States is broken. Just forget that. The stealing of packages off your, your stoop, breaking into your car, carjacking, um, pickpocketing. Well, it's not as many pickpocketing because you got to stay six feet from everybody. Um, armed robberies of bodegas, people just walking in and walking out with food in supermarkets and stores. All of that's going to increase so much that you won't even have anything that you call business. You won't be able to. Right? So, again, there's nothing to really stress about because in 2021, we're either going to be good citizens or we're going to be living in what I call hell on earth. So we're going to be socially aware we're going to make our contributions and have a society that can use our contributions. And we're going to be engaged. Or we're going to be living in a dystopia. We've really reached the point where there's a crossroads. And we could go either way. But either way we go, I'm not stressed because if we go into dystopia, I'll have to live one way. If we go into the other one. I can live another way. And that's basically it. So I hope that this has been helpful. I hope that we produce more good citizens. And I'm going to try my best to be as good a citizen as I can. And um, I thank you for your time. I thank the most democratic podcasting platform in existence, Anchor. And until next time, please be safe and please be careful.